Well, it sounds like there's a break from the music next door. You know what? <laughs> this is going to be a spicy episode because every once in a while, you're going to get some some salsa music. You're, my neighbors are having a party of some sort, and there's been music and a like DJ playing all day long. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. All day. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's how you party. I mean, it, my last place was like this, too. Like, I've, I just always have very... Um, celebratory neighbors which is honestly a really good thing like I don't know I think I think like the roommate life um of young adulthood often makes like inviting people over a little bit I don't know like almost taboo <laughs> and <laughs> you have to ask it's for so permission much- it's just so not glamorous that what why take the time oh when you have to ask like for three to- two to four other people's permission mm-hmm. before you can do anything mm-hmm. oh yeah. funny Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, before we jump into it, let's say who we are and what we do. My name is Christina. And I'm Ashlyn, and this is A Place Within. Where this, this week. <laughs> you do it. I'm, I'm gesticulating at the same time. Where this week and every week, we get to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we will find the gospel and our need for it. Wow, you guys are disappointed that you didn't see that gesticulation. It was good. It was theatrical. And now I'm pretending that my pen is a cigar. Once again, um, I don't know why I said once again. I mean, it is once again. My my webcam isn't working. This just happens every once in a while with my computer. So I can see Christina. She can't see me. So <laughs> and whenever I do that, I start performing for myself. She can't take any visual cues from me. It's So I just look rad. at myself. I mean... Don't we all? Um, wow. Well, I also have partying neighbors. Um, partying. It sounded like I said partying a little bit. Um, My neighbors are partying. They're retirees, and they just, like, oh, yeah. like, made their garage into this, like, sweet TV sports lounge. Um, there's cool. not really chairs. They just, like, stand and play darts and watch <laughs> football games. Um, and so the Broncos played today. And... They were cheering in a positive way, so I was sure Good. that the Broncos were beating the Bears. I was not watching the game, um, but I was like, "Wow, things sound good out there. We must have, we must be winning." Then I checked the score. The game is over, and we lost. I don't know what they were cheering for. <laughs> Either they're for not the Broncos fans, or like maybe it was for the darts. Yeah, you're right. But they, they were they cheering for each in. other. That's beautiful. Well, Ashlyn. How's your weekend on oh, this it's Sunday been night? Rad. Um I voluntarily, surprisingly, went to a Boy Scout event for the first time in several years, being that my brother <laughs> aged out of Boy Scouts several years ago. But it was Just Troop several. 166 of Lakewood, Colorado, Our Lady of Fatima Catholic Church. It was their celebration of their 100th Eagle Scout. So a bunch of Eagle wow. Scouts, including my brother, came back for the occasion. Um and let me tell you, it was something else. No, actually, I, I make fun of it because just like nerdy Boy Scouts have been a part of my life for just a lot of my life. But there was just so many different moments where these like dweeby boys were <laughs> like reciting their hopes and ambitions um, in the oh. form of the Scout Law or like, you know, my really close family friend who might as well be my uncle is like reading this poem about <laughs> the young man who climbs eagle mountain to become a strong eagle scout and i like choked up <laughs> so there's something like kind of inspiring Amazing. about these young men striving for greatness adorable um then today i, I listened from my eagle scout brother he showed me the lizzo song i don't even know what it's called um but why men great till they want to be great and Oh, I love that, that was one. kind of a contradiction so fun to, dance. to what I was feeling. Uh, but then we found the kids' bot version. So, oh my god! I took a DNA test. Turns out say? I'm a hundred percent that kid. <laughs> so, um, kids' bot version, you can bump that guilt-free. Doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> I feel like it's the exact same ring. I love it. I'm 100% that kid. It's awesome. Like, we're going to just say that. Me and my fake cousins and my brother and I. So, anyone's welcome. You can say, I'm 100% that kid. Credit kids bop, but we can do it all together, you know? (laughs) We'll turn into a meme. 
that would be cute that would be a cute meme um how's how's your weekend been um it was it was kind of eventful friday night was not eventful okay <laughs> i tried to grade but instead i laid on the couch and rewatched the marvelous mrs Maisel. love that for, for you. a long time <laughs> And it's like moving me to discern a screen fast. Ooh, okay, okay. We'll get to that I later. I thought you were going to say be like a comedian, but I guess well, it's actually... <laughs> well, it already did that. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, this was a very eventful week, folks. On Wednesday, I tried out stand-up comedy, which was fun. Dang, girl. <laughs> and absurd. Um, but fun. And it was not the worst five minutes of my life so that was good that is great because um, man you hate the alternative yeah well I mean I I said to myself because a lot of people say like I could never I could never I could never and it's like okay what are the stakes you know what I mean like if you really like if, if it's really like a, I can never and I, I mean if you want to but you're saying to yourself I could never like what's going on there and you just have to take a look at the stakes that used mm-hmm. to be me because you know sometimes there's the I could never and I legitimately never want to and would rather exactly. like, have all of my that's another pulled. thing that's another thing. Like, if you don't, if you never want to, like, I don't want to play football, so I'm not going to. <laughs> and it's not, it's one of those things you don't have to. Yeah, right. It's not like mass. <laughs> um, oh, <gosh>. So, <laughs> uh, what? It what? isn't. That's an important distinction. Well, of course. Like, there are you some know, things that, that like, even if you don't. That you want to, yeah, like, you, just, you don't always want to go, but, like, yeah, there's some things learn that, how to go. that you don't want to do. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, if I were to talk to somebody, they say, well, I just don't get anything out of it. I would be like, oh, too bad. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I hope nobody, like, <laughs> even when it's, like, rough, and we all, you know, might have experienced that before, uh, want, would rather have all of their teeth pulled. It's, like, not embarrassing to go to mass. Fair. You, you're not going to look like an a hole at mass. Oh, I see you're what you're going to be bored, you know? I see what you mean. Okay, anyway. Yeah, (laughs) anyhow. So you just like assess the stakes and it's like, and I say this just to say like the whole worst five minutes of my life. It's like the worst thing that could happen is I go up and try to make people laugh and nobody laughs and they all hate me and then I walk off. And then they put you in prison. See, that's the thing. That wouldn't go that far. Right. It would just be, I mean, if it was the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, it would, but it's not 1955. also other circumstances contributing to that. Yes, indeed. Anyway, she was drunk. Anyway, moving on. So, that's uh, that was that day, and then on Thursday we had our first Bible study at school with the kiddos after school. Um, we had two um, full-time missionaries with um, the group I was talking about last week, Stone to Flesh, which like does all this. Um, so she gesticulated again. I did. Was sort of a lottie da sort of hand motion. Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's one of those, all this, uh, you know, uh, Jesus stuff. And so, <laughs> so anyway, oh, they, they're they're leading our boys Bible study, but we did a kickoff with everybody, and they just like went hardcore Lexio Divina, and I like do Lexio Divina in class, but they were like, no, we're gonna be silent for ten minutes, and I was like, whoa. And the kids, the kids guys were like. They were like, that was amazing. I was like, oh my God. Amazing. Okay, I need whatever they have. Right? I, I was I like, praise God. Whew. Uh, that actually, like, legitimately gave me some shivers. Right? That just hit me. I don't know. I good. have a spectacular story regarding Bible study. And well, I'll it sounds like you're after. ready for that. This I'm is in. what happened. Okay. So, Wednesday, day before, one of my eighth graders lost his, um, his key to his house and he was searching high and low in the classroom searching high and low in every single classroom emptied out his backpack emptied out his locker looked everywhere he could not find it oh and we prayed to saint anthony oh god yeah um we prayed to saint anthony the whole deal and after we prayed he was like wouldn't it be funny if it just showed up right here and i was like yeah it would it'd be cool and um, it didn't. So <laughs> he goes to aftercare, calls his mom, and he's like, oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Next day, um, we didn't talk about it. Um, we had Bible study. And so it, they're reading John chapter 21, like, Peter, do you love me? Um, which I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and listen to every, episode. I don't know what. 
Lots of them. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, so everybody is like silent, eyes closed, praying, including the two leaders and myself. So we're all praying, whether we're praying for each other or praying, like just mm-hmm. to receive whatever God is saying in the scripture. And after like maybe three to five minutes of that, um, they like called us out of it. And I open my eyes and I look on the floor and there's this um, little key there. And I was like, so-and-so, you got your new key and you left it on the floor again and I didn't say this as they were praying but I looked at it and I was like ah whatever so I picked it up and I looked at it and I was like no this is not new this is quite old and right then the bible study leader's going anyone receive anything from God and I looked at the kid and I was like I held it up and he goes (gasps) (laughs) I received my key I was like oh Oh, I was like, wait, oh, hold on. Okay, so it's Sunday. There was no reason for it to have just showed up right there. It was unreal. And today the gospel is from the gospel of Luke. It's the prodigal son, but it's also some before where it's this woman who tears apart her house looking for the coin. Yeah. And then they all have a party because she found her coin. Yeah. He, found her, he found his key. Oh, Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. And um, that was beautiful. And then he, the one of the guys led praise and worship with the kids and they were so funny (laughs) they um they have already saying like a verse or two and they're like being awkward and he's like how many of you are good singers a couple kids raise their hand how many of you are bad singers a bunch more kids raise their hand okay everybody put your hand in the air everybody put your other hand in the air keep them there like sing (laughs) and they did it was so cute Uh, a bunch of middle school boys just hands in the air praising the lord it was praise god legit gorgeous now nice. your turn to talk. Now I'm gonna talk. Um, <laughs> or if you don't have anything. To yeah, say, honestly, I'll it's been it's been a good weekend. But basically, <laughs> I'm also like, yeah, you know, I played board games with my brother and his friends, and that makes me seem cool. But I don't really care. It's what happened. And then they left, and I cleaned the kitchen and baked two pies and vacuumed my room. You know. Okay, Martha. Stop. <laughs> um, but then I realized I ate snacks for lunch and dinner, and so now I'm kind of hungry. Anyway, uh, moving on. So uh, you didn't go out and bare hand evangelize? I Are didn't. You even a Christian? I did invite a variety of people over mm. um, to my house. And it was so funny. Like, been playing games with my in-town friends like friends that I grew up with um who I've known but like we don't actually know each other is the rough thing we know and have tons of shared memories but as far as like really knowing each other deeply we don't um so being back in my hometown just really want to have opportunities to know them more deeply yeah um and we can't always accomplish that over playing board games but it's not just you know every couple of years it's every week so right. i hosted and um i call them my cousins they're not my cousins but i'm just gonna <laughs> for the sake of convenience call them that for the rest of this episode um the younger of the two so was funny. like are you sure that uh your guest ready it's like oh gosh what are your expectations you know what like, does that mean uh, i think he was just trying to be polite um but i was thinking i was like okay we'll just like sweep a little bit and mm-hmm. buy snacks um and so I, I swept a little bit and I bought snacks, but then they came over and it was like lunchtime and I realized I didn't have any lunch food, which is fine, but you know, they're the mm-hmm. little things. So I put out snacks, um, realized that the only beverages I had to offer were sparkling water cause that's the crap that I like and they're, mm-hmm. they're soda drinkers. So good thing there's mm-hmm. a little Caesars down the street. That solved those problems right quick. Um, there realized that my dining room table was a little bit too small for the large game board the game that we were playing which is like some dracula game that took five hours to play oh my gosh. um but then i found out my table has two leaves so found there out that leaf is spelled like on a tree not like leaf erickson it was a big day so i said it was a small day but i got to host people over at my house um have my sister over on friday night so yeah now that I'm moving in, I still don't ever spend any time with my roommates, but I'm starting to have all my friends and family over, so hey. it's been good. 
Well, there you go. That's pretty sick. I really want to host people too. And, and I hadn't thought of that a ton, but yesterday as a part of like what we were doing. Okay. Just to clarify what you were doing at Stone to Flesh. Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. We're going to be getting trained to lead alpha groups. Oh, very um, cool. Which is something as soon as I heard of alpha, which is like a group, um, like a small group series um, aimed towards... Uh, to like answer questions and spark conversation for people who are like spiritually questioning so um like kind of starting for people who are agnostic or atheist um, it's like, or, like the somewhere. answer to when people say oh my friend has so many questions and i can't answer their question my parish doesn't have anything like a parish with alpha right. does have something it's incredible R- look it up right but even so alpha is also like working to make it more of like a in-home kind of community thing oh, wow. um so that the people don't have to like come to a church um not that it's bad to go to a church but they that like it can be an even clearer kind of bridge and so that's what they're like hoping for us over the next few months we're going to be getting trained and then we're going to like lead by winter time that's um, awesome which means hosting people and i thought about that and i was like you're expecting me to host people and then i was like wait like that doesn't just answer the like small group like alpha um question it also kind of responds to the desires in my heart for increased meaningful relationships in the place where I live um because over the past two years I think I've said this before um like yes I've made friends but I don't know two years in college I made like deep deep friendships Mm -hmm. and two years here I've made many acquaintances um and very very few close friends and I could think about why that is and I think part of it is is you know um the college environment definitely allows for um kind of intense relationships with everybody Mm -hmm. kind of being in the same location um and then kind of like I alluded to at the beginning the young adult roommate thing it's like this sense of like, oh, I'm going to impose on you mm-hmm. if I ask to have people over. Because when you have people over, like large numbers of people, you're not going into your bedroom. You're asking to use the shared space. Mm-hmm. And for a little while there, because I wasn't really thinking about it, I thought that that was kind of an imposition. Um, and almost like an inappropriate question, which is so bizarre. Because I don't, th- like, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I feel like in other generations or times like when social media wasn't when wasn't so intense and like texting wasn't so intense and people didn't like just FaceTime when they wanted to talk to each other like it was expected that you were going to be using shared spaces mm. for company right am I wrong I don't know I mean I, I, I just really kind of instinctually outside of our that. experience I mean I guess like thinking back um people would stop by more often you know yeah um right you could just kind of knock on the door sometimes that still felt like an imposition so I think that the topic of hospitality Mm -hmm. is pretty fascinating and it's wonderfully diverse um I think that there are some topics lots of topics that we cover um that oh it's easier to find like-mindedness. I don't know if that makes sense, but that more people hold a similar opinion. It might not be everybody, but there are some things that are sort of an either-or. And while hospitality is sort of an either-or, I think it's a little bit of a deep desire for some personalities that they just want to have people over. They want to entertain. They want to host. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. others that might be on the exact same page as someone else in that I love to host people crew um might find it to be an immense struggle I struggle Mm -hmm. to have people over I struggle to entertain me too um and you know their worldview is united their actions are typically pretty similar but their yeah favorability of hospitality could be really really different why do you think you struggle to entertain? I mean, I didn't necessarily say I did. Oh, then I misunderstood you. 
Sorry, can you repeat yourself? <laughs> okay, so I'm saying... Oh, I, like a, a person who could say, I struggle to entertain. Yes. Um, gotcha. I don't think I I'm that, that used did. to it. I know that I, I, I kind of live in a neutral place. Um, yeah. I, I don't yeah. like hunger for it, but I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I, I mean, I've I have friends. Very rarely. Yeah, like, you've done it. Yeah, I, I would agree that I have a lack of experience. Yeah, but I think that there's something um, in creating a space for community to gather in like a culture that doesn't provide much of that unless you have shared interests um, and to just say like, actually, no, like I'm just going to have a potluck and we're just going to hang out <laughs> like yep. and you can talk to who you want and you can leave when you want like yep. that's it um and of course like the alpha thing is what got me thinking about that and that's not really what that is but like even so um I think there's something very um uniting especially in an individualistic um city which is most cities mm-hmm. <laughs> in America um to just say like no I'm having a potluck come over or don't you yep. know yep. um and I think that we feel really awkward about that I mean I know that I do even thinking about it um well I guess the point that I was trying to make is that some yeah. people feel awkward about it and some people don't right um but I do think that it's really needed I think so too um, um mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> go on so yeah why is it needed is it actually needed if I don't really like entertaining people because I'm a homebody but I kind of prefer to be home mm. alone or, yeah. you know, like there is, so I, okay, like we can go lots of places here. Um, well, I like the question you just asked of like, why is it necessary? Yeah. Or why is it important? Right. Um, well, well, I think it's this, like, I think you have to take an assessment of like the community that you're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and if okay, somebody, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So if you're um, looking at the people that you know and somebody already hosts people, like somebody already creates a space of gathering, you don't need to like feel this pressure to do that as well. Mm. Um, I don't think. Um, but if there is um, kind of like a poverty in terms of a community space, mm. I think it's worth considering like is this something that I could provide um now I think that if it's something that you can't provide because like um your place is way too tiny or Mm -hmm. your roommate said no or something like that I don't think that you need to like go to confession about it um but like I do think that we should question like if if I that's what I'm doing right now like I'm questioning why Mm -hmm. don't I have deep friendships why don't I have community and then at the same breath I'm saying I don't want to have people over and it's mm. like okay that doesn't fit Christina like wow you have like if you want to make friends <laughs> like yeah and that's fine like if people don't want to come over like guess what they might not be the ones who are going to be forming the meaningful friendships in that like <laughs> right there you go <laughs> I don't know I, I think it would be cool to like kind of tell some stories about hospitality too um and it is a virtue hospitality is a virtue um but it also is a charism which means a specific god-given gift yes a spiritual gift for the benefit of others so the god gives the gift or the charism of hospitality not because he wants to delight the person who has that hospitality, like that charism of hospitality, but because he wants to further his kingdom through them. Yes. And I think that that for me can bring some sense as to why some people love it and others don't. Um, But Mm -hmm. as a Christian, um, as a disciple, the purpose of hospitality isn't for the delight of the, the host, you know, while that is good and is a lovely thing that comes from it. The purpose of that hospitality and why God asked for it is for the building up of his kingdom. Um, and I don't know, stories, obstacles. I like my mind is racing. I think an obstacle that I've always experienced or like something that's limited my understanding of hospitality um, is that I grew up in a pretty small house. And so it was hard to host other people. 
Um, yeah. And it wasn't always a place that I wanted to be. And so it wasn't a place that I necessarily wanted to invite other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but another example of hospitality that's very familiar to me that I think is very similar to my experience when I'm providing hospitality is um, some friends of mine who have just a lovely home. I, I love being there. But I know that um, being the hostess is a bit overwhelming um, to particularly the the mother and the wife of the family um and so I've just learned through yeah my friendship with this person that by putting lovely food on the table um by yeah especially she's an incredible cook um cooking not necessarily like smiling or welcoming or chatting uh she's showing Mm. her love for the people that she is hosting um and that is, like, a way that she feels capable of expressing her love mm-hmm. and her care for other people. Um, I similarly feel very, like, overwhelmed by the responsibility of hosting other people, which makes it hard for me to be free to be myself and be a gift of self mm-hmm. to them. Um, yeah. And so I find myself, like, wanting to be good at hostessing and then, like, actually hiding from the people that I'm hosting. Yeah. I think... I think I'm, I always um, kind of forget that, I forget about the type of hosting that's like, make sure that everybody has a beautiful experience here. Mm. (laughs) I'm kind of more of the, um, I don't know, I associate it, I'm not trying to like masculinize myself um, at all, but I do associate it with like, when a a group of guys like has people over to their house and they just like have a bunch of pizza and like some music playing and then everyone just like eats pizza and talks (laughs) but what's to say someone couldn't have a beautiful experience doing that exactly like that's the thing and I think that they're different styles I don't think that one is like morally right or wrong but I do think um there is a place for all these different things and like um I think what you said earlier about like one's gifting is very important there um and yeah I think that like for me if I like put pressure on myself to make sure that everybody has like the most delicious meal um and like thinks that the house is pretty then I'm gonna be like oh I can't I can't do that like I can't have people over Mm -hmm. um I'll have to make friends other ways I mean it's not even like making friends it's like it's more about nurturing friendships um not as much about like invite strangers over but like those people who you've already connected with but like haven't been able to kind of um continue getting to know them or or just like even just having a space for the people that you do know to actually gather um i what i think is at the heart of hospitality i just i'm like oh i'm ready to dive in okay is a giving of oneself right by inviting others into that gift Mm -hmm. so rather than like giving in an advance by making space ultimately in yourself for others to come in Mm -hmm. and that I don't know if I'm using this inappropriately but it's almost that your home is kind of like a sacramental for this Mm -hmm. interior reality of, of receptivity I am receiving you in to my life yes rather than going yes. out into your life and I think that's so important that is so beautiful and a place yeah. where people can experience you yes and i think especially in the image and likeness of god and through the virtue of a baptism receive the lord and especially in um in young adult circles um where there is that sort of like awkwardness about gathering um Mm -hmm. i think that the sort of radical action of like no i want you to come into my home um does exactly what you're saying um because it like tears down that wall of awkwardness because i think we all make these assumptions oh so and so doesn't like me or so and so isn't open to me or so and so doesn't care about me they don't notice me Mm -hmm. um whatever it is and when you open your home to somebody um that changes and it can no longer like you 
you are exactly like you're saying expressing that you ha- your heart is welcoming them into mm-hmm. relationship with you um that like and also that you're not afraid of them mm. um yeah one of the most beautiful experiences of hospitality i've ever had um mm. took place in bismarck north dakota in a dorm room where yeah, yeah a teammate of mine was living with his wife and four children for seven weeks they were living in it was like a suite so it wasn't just a single room for a family of six um but it wasn't spacious and there was a little living area and a tiny little kitchenette that was their home for seven weeks but the door was open until like 1 a.m for our team to just come in and hang out and there was a twin bed pushed up against the wall where people could sit because there was only one couch um and yeah intentional choices like that to help make it hospitable Mm -hmm. but it was hospitable um and it was intentional they thought we need more places for people to sit because we desire to have people over right and so they moved a bed out of a bedroom and into the living room so that way someone could sit on it right um and you know they bought ingredients for cookies so my teammate's wife could (laughs) make cookies whenever we were over um it was so awesome but it wasn't like oh we all want to go over to their house because it's so lovely there Mm -hmm. aesthetically it was lovely Mm -hmm. there because they were there and their hearts Mm -hmm. are lovely yes um there was i just remembered there's not like there wasn't a coffee table or anything and so one night we were eating these on the border tortilla chips which are like so good they're just delicious. They're like <laughs> probably the least healthy, best tasting tortilla chips and okay. some yummy salsa. And we put it on a chair and like nine of us were just gathered around this chair, just like yes. eating this salsa. It was totally barbaric, but it was also lovely. And it's like such a fun memory. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that that example of hospitality really like illustrates what actually is at the heart of hospitality when... Mm-hmm so often the attack that comes in that tries to thwart community because hospitality is oriented towards this building up of the church, which is towards the body, what? The building up of the church. Uh, I thought you said the splitting up of the church. No, oh, sorry. Like, that's not opposite right. Building up. <laughs> Take that, switch around, make it the exact opposite. And that is what I mean. Um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. What are you thinking, sorry. Christina? Um, I think it's, it's just, um, okay. So now, my question this is my like practical question because i am pretty convicted um that at some point i need to be able to like off be able to offer my living space as a gathering space um i don't know if that's like immediate or not um but practically speaking what do you think about like the cross-pollination of social circles So if I have my, like, this is a very extreme case, but it is my life right now, okay? So I've got my Stone to Flesh Charismatic Catholics. I've got my St. Dominic's Young Adult Parish Group tracks. They can work together. That's fine. And then I've got my uh, Catholic school teacher. Uh, I'm a Catholic, but I don't go to Mass, friends. They can all play together. I think that's fine. Maybe. And then finally, I've got my comedy I Hate Religion friends mm-hmm. what do you think about the cross-pollination of all those acquaintances <laughs> um i think okay i don't know if this is gonna like if the metaphor is gonna land or not but i think that the lord has asked your life to be a seedbed not <laughs> like he he made you a seedbed not a bee you okay, know keep going i don't quite understand uh, yet, so but these I, are love, I love a good I love a good bee um, metaphor. I and, guess I started it. And of the pollinator, the the administrator of grace, the connector of people, that's him. You know, yes, your absolutely. your life is the seedbed where all these seeds can be planted. Okay. And if he desires for them to be pollinated, that's his job, not yours. And absolutely. so by deciding what seeds go where, it mm. can it can be challenging. But okay, so it's important that people understand that they are wanted. Um, and I think by fragmenting or isolating friend groups, 
because we're trying to protect our friends, we actually mm. isolate them further. Yes. Um, Wait, I, can, I, I need to process that. You said, say it again. That by trying to protect our friends from mm-hmm. our other friends, we run the risk of isolating them further. Yes. Um, oh, gosh, two big thoughts. Um, one was <laughs> that in college, I ran in three different circles. Um, and I, like, ran hard in all three circles. I was in my major mm-hmm. with all the music kids. And mm-hmm. these were a lot of my, like, best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, got along great with the people in my major. And then with my sorority, my sorority sisters, also a lot of great friends there. Plus all of the people that I lived with for all but my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And then my Ram Catholic friends, my focus people. Mm-hmm. Um, who... I didn't have as many of, but definitely my deepest friends, um, mm-hmm. outside of maybe my, my best friend who was in my major were focus missionaries who I saw them once a week. That was usually my fault, not theirs. Um, but I was most willing to give those people my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw no problem. I saw no opportunity other than to keep those groups pretty much isolated from each other. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, I'd invite a girl from a class to a recruitment event at Kappa Delta. Um, mm-hmm. I led a Bible study at Kappa Delta, but I really didn't want anyone else to come. I just wanted mm-hmm. it to be for Katie uh, because I didn't want those girls to feel judged or f- have it be weird. It was always these like kind of isolated incidents of cross-pollination, as you say. Mm-hmm. And the end of my senior year, when I just kind of let it run wild, mostly mm-hmm. that I consecrated myself to Mary, gave God just total control of my life with my will i said you are in charge i desire to live for you in a more radical way things started getting mixed up and it was awesome girls in my major that i just could like i was trying to reach i was inviting i was extending these invitations to bible study who were not accepting those it felt like my invitation was falling on deaf ears go on choir tour with two guys who are now seminarians and have huge conversions one actually entered the catholic church when um during while you were in college the year after so she oh, met my friend so and he just he wanted to use all these influences i was so embarrassed to have my friend ryan from Rand catholic come to this like choir kid party but when somebody else invited him um he was just this ray of sunshine and then mm-hmm. i took that guy as a date to one of my sorority functions and it was a total mess and he was able to just show me and i trust everybody else jesus in such an authentic way um it was so so awesome so awesome i love it so yeah i think that cross-pollination is a good thing but we can't try to orchestrate it we have to just let it be wild yeah it's like you just invite everybody and let it be what it is and you can always tell them like feel free to bring some bring whoever like if you know them I'm good you know what I mean <laughs> um and because I think and I, yeah exactly like people kind of monitor their, their own selves in that way you know because mm-hmm. um, people will say to themselves like when they get an invitation I if I don't know anybody I'll be okay or if I don't know anybody it won't be okay so either I'm going to bring a friend or I'm not going to go and they'll like make that decision themselves and I don't think that there's I think that I assume that there's an expectation on me that when I make an invitation I'm telling them you're gonna have a good time Mm. and I think maybe that's what is like one of the major fears here with the whole hospitality thing and um inviting people over it's saying like well if I say come over um or I want you to come over I'm doing this thing at my house that like we're making an assumption (laughs) that it's gonna be awesome and everyone's gonna have fun and it's just like such a controlling um mentality and a temptation to control something that can't be controlled and frankly isn't as scary as we think it is um because if you like i think we all know this if you have some food and some people and everybody knows how to introduce themselves like you're gonna be fine (laughs) well yeah yeah it's crazy um oh gosh so many good thoughts um that people so often when they have a great experience of hospitality it's so much less about the things that they did it's how they were treated and how they felt when they were there um and so 
yeah, I think some of the biggest insecurities that can attack a desire to be hospitable um, are a fear that what you have or who you are or the other people that you invite aren't going to be enough. Yes. They're not going to measure up. And I think a good thing that I need to do uh, that we as Christians can do is for our acts of hospitality to be offensive, not defensive. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about all of these things that I'm going to do or have for my guests, not to defend myself. Right. I'm going to make this not so you think that I have good taste, but because I want you to have the opportunity to eat it. I'm going to clean my house not so that you think that I'm tidy, but so that you have a clean place to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that our preparation and our desires have to be for the other and not in defense of ourselves. Because right. what ultimately happens is those that motivation really does change the way that we treat other people and we give them ourselves. Yes. Yes. And what they want is to be wanted. Yes. By us in the only way that we can, like, that only, in a way that only we can provide. We're unique. We have an opportunity mm-hmm. to love them and give them an experience that only we could give them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another thought I have is um, mm-hmm. from uh, the chaplain at the University of Maryland, mm-hmm. Father Rob Walsh. Shout out, Father Rob. Shout out, Rob. Who um, would say, and he would even say this um, from the pulpit, but you know, curse word warning, um, don't make Jesus the asshole. Mm-hmm. We always have that friend who we love, but it's kind of an asshole. So we don't want to bring to a party. We don't want to introduce to our friends because he's kind of difficult to get along with. Mm-hmm. Don't make Jesus that kind of friend. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to introduce him to other people because he might be embarrassing. Yes. Beautiful. He's actually perfect. Yeah. And that's one of the best gut checks I have. Am I treating yes. Jesus like my secret embarrassing friend. This is like moving me. I want to like invite people over my, to my house now. Nice. Yes. Yes. It's And I think it's like, oh, this is what I was thinking of earlier. It, there's such a, um, I think that in most of the circles that I travel in, except for maybe a couple of the Catholic circles, um, there is no denying that we're lonely. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody were to say like, oh, is it like a special occasion or something? I'm just be like, you know what? Like, <laughs> I mean, this is a little bit of a weird way to do it, but that's me. And I think most of these people would know that that's me. <laughs> it's just like, well, I just get a sense that most of us are pretty lonely. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> and then they would say, oh, not really. <laughs> right. I mean, and maybe that's not the best thing to say to every single person I know, but I can think of a bunch that they would if be like, authentic. wow, like, you know what? <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> if you're speaking the if truth, like, this. hey, you, I actually think that you're lonely <laughs> and I, I want you to come over to my house. Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to like advise that everybody goes up to the people that they know and say, I think you're lonely. <laughs> I don't think it's, I, I think it can be even more awkward to invite someone over under false pretense pretenses yeah i'm just like oh yeah well you know, i just was uh, thinking about it no i like actually like have a lot of friends Saturday in the city and nobody knows September. each other mm-hmm. okay oh gosh this is hilarious there was okay this is actually like local news for you christina have you heard about um this petition in um la county to uh ban house parties no okay what because they're too noisy Maybe, yeah. Like this is so topical, right? Um, what noise are they making right now? Oh, <laughs> it took a second for that to hit. Okay, go on. Um, and so these two bros went to the city council meeting and kind of filibustered. But they, I mean, they these are like frat bros. My brother has this entire thing memorized. It's what unreal. But basically, the guy's <laughs> slogan is like. America needs bonding. People are more isolated than ever. And what's a better place to connect with other people than a freaking rager? Um, they give Christina's personal stories potluck. about when they were on the water polo team and their captain's parents were in Lake Tahoe. I mean, it's it's not necessarily virtuous. So I'm not saying let's promote the kind of bonding Hysterical. that these young men were promoting. But my brother, who they're thought trying. this was hilarious and happens to be a campus missionary, um mm-hmm turned this into a whole platform, bought a pig, smoked the pig, and invited a bunch of people over for America Needs Bonding Pig Rose. Um, That's a nice um, America Needs Bonding. 
you could do Wait, the same when was thing. This, America I honestly could bonding. When was that a petition? I think it was like less than two weeks ago. Oh my gosh, how topical! Um, be cool. creative, America be authentic, and yeah, I'm gonna stick behind for myself too. That it's always awkward, even if people can't put their finger on why it's awkward when you're reaching for some reason. You yeah. know, maybe you just. Don't give a reason. I have some friends that live in Northern Virginia who every Tuesday that they're available host people over for tacos. It's an open invite. Yeah. They've I just started to great. tell people it's Taco Tuesday. You're always welcome yes. from this hour to this yeah. hour at my house. I don't remember the name of the ministry, but there was some, I don't even know who the podcaster was, but somebody was interviewing somebody who like has, yeah, they, they started a ministry where like people commit to like across the country, commit to Friday night dinners for like people in their community and in their neighborhood and that they like knock on doors and say hey i I invite people over every friday and you're free to come it's like um emily gilmore yeah. but just more open but right <laughs> <laughs> like a lot more open <laughs> yeah uh, and i i don't i and i i think that's that's maybe the big roommate thing is like when you invite strangers i think a lot of times the roommates are like ooh, like not and which is fair um right yeah. but like um it's a cool kind of thing to like mull over as you consider um, the kind of, for me, like as I consider the kind of lifestyle I'd like to have as I continue to like grow into, you know, a full-fledged adult. Caca! Like a okay, I just bird. had a big question that I want to ask myself too. Okay. Okay. Legitimately in yeah. an America Needs Bonding style pig roast. Okay. If you live with other people, you have to get their consent whether or not you think it's a good idea because they deserve to be bought into the things that happen in their house. Yes. Um, I'm not going to get into the experiences that I have surrounding that being an on-campus missionary with non-focused roommates. That's um, a lot of humans. And nine? that's legitimate. Oh, there were five. <laughs> five of us. I know. I heard the word nine. <laughs> oh. Okay, go on. Anyway, um, what does it look like to be hospitable to one's roommates? Kind of combining with yes. um, Mother Teresa's quote of charity starts at home right yeah well i think okay i'm gonna go kind of like top down going from when i gather people what do i do and i'm just externally processing here i haven't actually really thought I love about that. that um so like first of all it wouldn't be like hey i'm having my friends over is that cool it would be like hey like i kind of want to host a potluck um for the people in my community like do you want to invite people to um do you want to like do you want to be a part of it um i was thinking of this night like if you're interested um i don't know what the best wording is but like basically inviting them into it of like i kind of want to open up our home like a is that cool for you cool with you b do you want to be a part of it um thoughts on that first kind of section of the question i think it's huge um especially when it comes to like inviting other people over but Mm -hmm does that hospitality only happen towards your roommates when you're trying to be hospitable? To no, no, no. Or... I mean, okay, that's, yeah, the, okay, that's, the, that's the top that's down the thing. thing. So got like it. response to that first part. I think that that sounds awesome. I think that explaining without pressure, but with conviction of why it's a good thing and why you desire to yeah. do it can help generate that buy-in. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And I think that's important because like, yeah. Okay. Um, is that a penny whistle that's going now? <laughs> you know, you never you know what's going down at the party. I heard kind of a high-pitched noise. It's, it's a penny whistle, y'all. It's a penny whistle with, like, a straight, like... What kind of drum is that that they would play in the colonial times? Oh, like a... Like a I don't oh, know what Wow, I can hear it. It's not a snare, though. It's kind of more of a it's, hollow, kind of thuddy noise. Like a tom-tom or a tam-tam. You have to listen to the Pride and Prejudice soundtrack and get to the Militia Marches song. And No, that has a little bit of a rattle on it with a... This oh, one is just right, make more right. of like a pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Maybe this is an American needs bonding party. Maybe this and I'm sad that they didn't invite me. Anyways, okay. <laughs> bonding. <laughs> America so needs hysterical. bonding. Okay, anyway. We're just gonna, okay. It's okay. awesome. Okay. Um, explaining to them why you think it's important. And I think, um, again, like it's that sort of assumption that we make that nobody cares what we have to say. Um, that makes mm-hmm. me like not have the instinct to do that but i think you're Mm. so right that like um it would create some buy-in and and, um kind of help create um that community within 
the roommates. Now, outside of all of that, like just in being roommates. Well, I think one thing that I have really liked doing as a roommate um, is like sitting down to just watch whatever they're watching. Um, like, cause it's a, you know, the TV is big and it's a big part of the living room and that's just how it is right now, um, at my house. And I notice how I bond with my roommate when I sit with her watching whatever it is that she's watching, um, and like make the comments and she makes the comments and if she doesn't want me to make comments and I don't, <laughs> but like, um, kind of having that um, relationship there like she was watching 13 reasons why which is a horrific show and she agrees um but we did like um get closer by being teachers like secondary education teachers watching that knowing that our kids watch it I didn't watch the whole thing but I would like um and I it wouldn't be my first choice but because she was watching it I did too um and I don't do that all the time there's another show that she's watching that I like it's a little bit too violent so I just don't um but I notice when somebody like doesn't like make the conscious conscious choice not to sit with me in my house mm-hmm. um and I I don't know like there has to be a way to kind of break through the like because that's the honestly the best thing I have is like sitting to watch what they're mm-hmm. watching um and outside of that it's I really feel this assumption of like People are going to feel pressured if you invite them to anything. Um, you don't owe them any kind of information about where you are or what you're doing. They're going to think it's weird if you tell them about that thing. And they're going to think that you're judging them because, like, like it's just all of this, like, mental math mm-hmm. that I have no evidence for. So because I'm not doing great with that right now, I would rather hear what you have to say. I mean, <laughs> I am recently in a new place with new roommates um and an obstacle that is just shared is that um the five of us have a lot of diverse social pre-existing obligations and don't cross paths a lot um i just i have a roommate who works in the same office that i do and i see her more at work like hands down Mm -hmm. than i do at home I live downstairs. She lives upstairs. She comes home late. I come home late. Um, we don't see each other. Um, but one thing I'm noticing, even as I like pose that question, was that I've made a considerable effort to make my bedroom in my new house a place that I love to be, um, and that's intentional. Like to be able to have a place of retreat and a, yeah, a place to be with myself is Mm -hmm. good for me but I need to guard myself from becoming attached to being in here um this Mm -hmm. is an opportunity this is a place where I can be but just because I can be here doesn't mean I always should um so making a choice to be in public spaces even if none of my roommates are home to have an opportunity to encounter them um when they come home Mm -hmm. rather than eliminating that opportunity because I live in the basement where I cannot hear them if they come home. Right. Um, that's a challenge because I really already like being in my room. It's my favorite room in the house and it's where I want to go. Um, and I don't know if this is like a house policy because it has been in houses that I lived in the past and I think I'm the only one doing this, but when, or maybe I'm the only one having people over right now. Um, but when I'm going to have people over, I text the group message like, Hey, just mm-hmm. a heads up, my brother's going to be over. Or is it all right with everybody if I have my friends over for board games? And um, while that's intended to be a courtesy for them, um, it still gives them the opportunity to, like, come or be a part of it and know that it's going on. And that's, like, not a very explicit invitation. I think I could mm-hmm. do better about that. Yeah, um, I think that that's one thing is that there's an assumption that when you say, like, oh, so-and-so's coming over, um... I'm going to be downstairs. Like, we're going to be downstairs. It's sort of like, okay, then I won't be there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that for my roommates and for anybody else, um, being authentically outward-facing, meaning that um, even if, yeah, oh, gosh, I just got really hung up on my words. Um, 
being detached from the outcome of a response. So not expecting a response or not hoping that the response is rejected. Authentically making an invite, letting pretty much everything that you do other than things with a really good reason, be open invite and open to the people that are in your life that God has entrusted to you. Um, and detached from the outcome of whether or not they accept or reject. Giving people the freedom to accept your invitation or to reject it. Mm-hmm. Um, can be good. And also being willing to be a fool for Christ. Um, yeah. And sometimes that means like being willing to look weird in your invitations. Kind of back to the like Jesus being your friend at the party kind of a situation. Like I'm, I'm willing to be a fool for Christ in that way. Or even just like being a fool for Christ by being authentically myself as he's formed me to be and not trying to be insecure and guarding myself from people that I'm trying to impress. Mm-hmm. That nice. was very roundabout. I need a lot of growth so. here. Me too. But I think it's important that we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that what you said like about open invitations, um, I do think, and I think, I think it's important to note that there are often good reasons, um, especially when there's insecurity in a, in, in a friendship. I don't know if you, I mean, like, um, or actually that's not quite what I mean to say, um, that I think that those like one-on-one or like small group really get close kind of times, um, are distinct yep, from like sure. the large group. And I think that, like, people can get kind of scrupulous with that and be like, oh, I'm going to exclude so-and-so if if I don't invite them. But, like, if there's a close group of friends that, like, need to catch up and, and kind of meet each other in something and there's something going on or mm-hmm. whatever it is, like, so-and-so really needs to talk. And now this person that they don't know and trust is there and now they can't um, have that sort of um, heart pouring out that, like, needs to happen, um, that can have an a negative impact on the relationships as well um but that said I think that like there there just needs to be like like you've been talking about like great honesty and authenticity of um being willing to go to your friend and be like hey I kind of want to like I I'd like to invite someone so like is everything cool with you with that um and making sure that the group is not an insular group which mm-hmm. can also happen where like your group is just like, no, every time we get together, it has to be like heart pouring. We can never bring anybody else in. It's just like, okay, that's too much. Like <laughs> well, and if, get over yourself. Yeah. If a couple of things, these are opinions, but if your friend group heart pouring out is like frequently so private that a stranger couldn't hear, I think that that just merits an examine, you know, like, um, while it's important that we have deep confiding friendships, um, sometimes they think we can overshare and and that's just a point to touch on yourself i think that there are specific incidences where you know like if our three closest friends are going to rally around somebody because they just were broken up with you know mm-hmm. okay clearly that's not the time to invite somebody new right right well, um, i think maybe but more if like than... our three friends are gathering for brunch and nobody in particular like we're going to talk about our lives and we're going to be real about it. Um, mm-hmm. That reality shouldn't be compromised by somebody new, like someone else yeah, can come in or point. if it's for Bible study. This is something I talked about a lot as a campus missionary um, that that's a great time to welcome the stranger mm-hmm. and um, welcoming the stranger into your prayer is okay. Cause once you were a stranger. Yes. And I think that um, maybe more than like, having a group that just really needs to like heart pour all the time um I, like I think in my experience less than oversharing being a problem because I think that personally in a super close relationship I don't really know what oversharing but I mean I do actually no I I don't know that I do um but like but I also um am not afraid to like be myself in front of somebody mm-hmm. I don't know that well um, and I think that that's maybe the bigger thing that if if I'm in a group of people where we are afraid of being ourselves, uh, um, except for when we are with each other, then that's a problem that needs to be dealt with. Like yeah. it's not an excuse for not bringing people in. And I think that it's very common for that to be used that way. Like, oh, I'm going to feel uncomfortable until I know everybody. Um, and I think that that's something that requires like like you said 
serious examination of oneself and like um desire to um be able to engage with people more yeah and Um, courage or generosity or yeah being able to name what's obstructing this mm -hmm. gift um and praying for the grace to Mm -hmm. grow in the opposing virtue um (laughs) what did you just say no (laughs) paying attention and being able to name what's obstructing that gift of self okay so is it i'm afraid or i'm being stingy Uh um and then praying for the grace to grow in the opposing virtue so if it's because i'm afraid of being rejected i'm gonna pray for courage if it's because i'm stingy i'm gonna pray for generosity and I think a lot of millennials and Gen Z folks, um, including myself, can pray for social courage. Because um, I think there's so much like assumption that we're all socially awkward and we're all introverts and we can't talk to strangers and we can't make friends. Yeah. Don't let and, that label tell you who you are. Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah, we all feel that way and even if you and are yet we awkward, all have try, a friend practice <laughs> exactly and, and and pray for courage right amen um pray for courage and be courageous enough to to like take on jesus christ as like your identity and your armor and to like walk out and be like i'm gonna show up at this young adult group hi my name is blah 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 and then feel really awkward and feel rejected <laughs> and continue to have Jesus has your armor and walk out and go into your car and cry and say, gosh, I hated that and pray about it and try it again. <laughs> Very much arm in arm with what you just said. And what I think I'll leave with is um, that grace comes in the activity, not as yes. like an advance. Right. And like so you're not going to just yeah, get you the don't courage and do the turn thing. into a yeah. lion. <laughs> After you realize that you've become courageous, it's that you become right. courageous in that moment that you actually take that leap step mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and even if you walk out of that interaction feeling like crap that is not reason to never do it again amen sis nice i think i do that every single time i like what i say nice it's like and i go like this <laughs> oh christina <laughs> what is rocking your soul this week um it's actually still that catechism quote about the heart and the spirit. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was from last week, but it's basically this idea of, like, um, the spirit or the human heart being the deepest part of the soul where God lives. And um, it was just, like, kind of a new piece of theology um, that I received this week um, that our souls like contain our wills and our passions and our desires and our intellect um and even deeper than that is where that spirit lives Mm. and where god speaks and so then when god speaks to the spirit it can influence those things or those things can be fighting against it and it's like i don't Mm. have a ton of like practicality outside of that but to me i sort of am thinking to myself about how like discernment can be um experiencing that like spirit that conversation with God in the spirit and like how it interacts with the soul, either positively or negatively, but that like whatever is going on in the spirit is what God is doing. Um, no matter how your intellect or your desires are interacting with that. Um, it's just kind of changing the way that I think about like how God speaks to me. Mm. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. It's awesome. So, so good. (laughs) If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I think we talk about that kind of idea a good bit. I think so, too. Yeah. How about you? This week, um, something that really rocked me was listening to Bishop Barron describe a short story by Flannery O'Connor called Revelation. Yes. Um, and I'm going to go now read Revelation, a short story mm. by Flannery O'Connor. Um and kind of understand how my judgments of other people are a protection of myself, but um, they weigh me down. So, yep, that's all I'll say about that. Very powerful. Oh, yeah. 
Nice. Is the Flannery O'Connor book on the library app? Uh, it's on hold, at least for the Minute Ma- Minute Maid, Minute Man Library Network. So I have an actual print copy of the complete well, short stories of hey, me too. O'Connor. I haven't so, read any of them. I've read a couple and I didn't get them, but I've taken a class. It was like a day class and watched what, Pivotal Flannery Players O'Connor? on Flannery O'Connor. Um, so I think it's time. Um, okay. I dove south in literature through Harper Lee. And I think yeah. I'll just take it away, Flannery. And I would love to um, podcast about that down the line. So it could Sick. come to you, listener. It could not. But Sick. for now, that's what we've got for you this week. Yeah. I've got the library app now, too. Both Libby and Hoopla. Because I got myself an actual library card. Because I think I left my Maryland library card um, in Maryland. So, so I didn't think it would help me. But I forgot about technology. So I got wow. myself an L.A. County or whatever library card anyhow uh so folks that's our show um if you are a fan we would love um if you would give us a five-star rating and um write us a review um and we'd love to hear from you so our email address is apwpodcast at gmail.com um we'll be posting some fun stuff on instagram at apwpodcast um so please follow us there and We invite you to take your very favorite episode of A Place Within and be not afraid to share it with somebody who might find it interesting. And if they don't, nothing bad will happen. (laughs) Be okay. That's awesome. We're thankful for you. We're praying for you. Pray for us. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. And good night.